0: Wrestling should be fun, should be fun, wrestling should be fun Wrestling should be fun, should be fun, wrestling should be fun Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Wrestling Should Be Fun A very happy New Year to all of our listeners We hope that you had a lovely Christmas time and New Year period And it's back into the graphs for wrestling should be fun. We've had ourselves a WWE pay-per-view already on day one. We've got Wrestle Kingdom coming up. We've got New Year's Evil coming up. We've got it all going on. We've already seen some stuff uh, that we'll talk about in what the nerds are watching. We've got a predictions episode here where we'll go through our predictions for 2021 and see how well they did. And then we'll move on to 2022. Always looking forward and see what we can predict for the future. And we've got two OG Wrestling Should Be Fun alumni in the hot seat. We've got ourselves James Harris. How are you doing, James?
1: I'm good, mate. Good. Yeah, I, said, I was just listening to last year's Prediction Show. Um, so I went to visit my granddad. He lives in the middle of nowhere in the Midlands. Like, literally no real thought. I, I couldn't have... Uh, I could either get 3G or plug my phone in. I couldn't have both. Because like, the <laughs> one place that there was 3G, there's no sockets near it. So where I was charging my phone, went went to bed. I, I literally went on my iPad, i bought, i downloaded a few shows, I'd run out of them, so I was just anything and there's a podcast on there and it was the uh, Wrestling Should Be Fun Predictions show. Just put it on to go to sleep. And I was sort of dozing off. And then suddenly Dom burst out with a full-on, fuck-off boxing introduction of, uh, <laughs> I think it was you doing your I just woke straight up. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, oh God. Yeah, yeah, scared the life out of me. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll We'll have
0: Dom back to burst people's eardrums next week, back in the hosting <laughs> job. But good to have you on board, James, and looking forward to hearing your predictions for 2022. And yeah, we also have the con man, Matt Connolly, in the house. How are you doing, Matt? I'm good. Yeah. I don't have any stories about listening to prediction pods, but I was on that pod, so that wouldn't count <laughs> as my anecdote. How was your Christmas Yeah, I tea? heard
1: your introduction first, but I was still, like, awake. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And yeah, as I sort of dozed a I minute, mean, suddenly just burst back into life. <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs>
0: Good stuff, Dom. We're looking forward to, ha- to having you back. So let's crack on with the first edition of the call up sheet of 2022. Hit that jingle, Phil. Okay, so first up, we've got Larry Mania, who graduated from Herbert Hoover's HS class of 2005, and he loves Twitter, from West Virginia, USA.
1: Larry Mania. He graduated from Herbert Hoover? Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like he's got to come out with a Henry the Hoover.
0: <laughs> Very much like Nigel McGuinness having that
1: iron. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And sort of music's just...
0: <laughs> Larry Mania is just too on the nose, isn't it? It's too on the nose. <laughs> it's too much. But yeah, there you go, Larry. There's your new gimmick. You've you've got Hoover. Um, next up, we've got Froggy Bass 1989. He's a bassist. He's an avid gamer. PlayStation is his choice, but he does own an Xbox. He likes anime and movies, and he's from Duncan, USA.
1: Um, well, you say froggy in wrestling to me, and I automatically think of Mark Briscoe, okay? But I can't believe Mark Briscoe has ever even seen a console. <laughs> and if he
0: has, it's just like
1: chicken run, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> <laughs> he might have a snez <laughs> or a maybe, yeah? So, Froggy, what's his name? Froggy, Froggy Bass, Froggy Bass, he plays yeah. the
0: bass, so so like maybe he could former uh, uh, tag team with boogs like it yeah <laughs> next up we've got oh god how am i gonna say this herzig cage i think h-e-r-z-i-g-k-a-g-e herzig cage
1: yeah sounds right yeah
0: he's from parts unknown he's a music junkie a ref wrestler of the future actor king of the pirates space cowboy pokemon monster john silver impersonator Ninja, Jedi, dude, idiot, calzone.
1: (laughs) See, this is why they should have kept Twitter at 140 characters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think he has a gimmick where, yeah, uh, the first thing that came to mind when you said, also ref, I was thinking, and this will probably play to uh, an era you like, Ross, do you remember Danny Davis? I do. Dangerous Danny.
1: I have come out here and I have told you, along with my manager, Jimmy Hart, who is absent at the moment, just how good dangerous Danny Davis would be as a wrestler. Everybody had their doubts. Everybody sneered and said, oh, he's a referee. What can he do as a wrestler? Well, ask my opponents of the past and I'm not going to name them because I don't want to embarrass them any further.
0: Dangerous Danny Davis, who just got heat for being quite, he was probably quite good, but he would pretend he was quite bad at wrestling because he used to be a ref, right? Yeah. That was what happened. And then the guy just gave another eight gimmicks that he's got. So (laughs) I'm thinking he has a sort of, He's trying to find himself. He's like a, uh, a man of all trades, but master of none gimmick where he just can't find his wrestling style. Yeah, I quite like the idea of someone who has a new gimmick every week.
1: Yeah, <laughs> He's basically turning up backstage at Creative and he's pitching these ideas one by one and he's going to get one that is none of them. <laughs> it's That's going to be right. like
0: Al Snow's European title run but with gimmicks <laughs> so instead of yeah. coming out as nationalities he's going to come out as gimmicks <laughs> next up we've got King with a Dream spelled K-Y-N-G and he says that God is
1: first and he's from Jacksonville, Texas well King with a Dream he's got to be playing off some sort of uh, Martin Luther King gimmick hasn't he? he's, he's written it himself <laughs>
0: he's written it himself Ooh, he just yeah. does long-winded speeches every week yeah, he's a holier-than-thou uh, heel. You know, yeah. he's, he's got the, the ideas of maybe a Gacy, but the delivery of... Um, Reverend Devon. What was he called? Uh, <laughs> Reverend Devon, yeah. I've had, a, I've had a name for it. Larry Poffo. The, what was he called? Oh, the genius. I am thankful for being the world's smartest man. The genius. A bit, a bit of that about him, as well yeah. as a bit, of, a bit of Gacy. Big fan of that. Next up, we've got Ryan Revelator. And he asks, what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? And he's from Texas. What was his name again? Sorry? Ryan Revelator.
1: It's a good name. name. Ryback's just rebadged himself, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish. <laughs>
0: Next up, we've got Chris Green, who is heading into the new year like the Shockmaster, and he's from the outer reaches of mankind.
1: I, I love this because. His name is so normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's, he's gone right out there with his, with his, where he's from and uh, <clears throat> how he's heading into the new year. So I'm picturing just this. He's just the absolute most normal looking wrestler you can get as a human, but he's just weird.
0: <laughs> I, I think I've put it together though. I know that name might appear boring. But I'm taking green as a drug reference here. That's why he's out there. So I think it's just a stoner gimmick. Yep. Yeah, comes out to Cypress Hill, Stone Shock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? There must have been a wrestler on the Indies who comes out to like hits from the bong or something, right? <laughs> it has to be. That is money. That is money. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we've got Sam Walker who goes by the name of Sam Tastico, and he thinks Hall and Oates changed his life. Sam Tastico is good, by the way. <laughs> I'm liking that part. Obviously comes out to, to Hall and Oates. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Maybe in a big feud against Flamita. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what? Why not? <laughs> I think Sam Walker also played in goal for Yeovil. <laughs> I think they had a Sam Walker, so, you know, I don't think it's the same guy. Maybe he can... Wrestle Matt Riddle in Yeovil. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, we've got Ryan Fralich, or Fralich. I, I, I apologise if I've pronounced that wrong. He's a husband, a dog dad, a public servant. He's a Vikings fan, Disney adult, comics, games, sports wrestling. He works hard and he's nice to people. And he's from White Bear Lake, Minnesota.
1: Just get him in. <laughs> sounds lovely yeah it sounds great <laughs> <laughs> Ryan I mean, he, has, he has written himself but <laughs> Ryan, Can't angle
0: for you. we're not yeah. handing you a new gimmick but we are giving you a, a civil invite onto the pod <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for the call up sheet this week including an invite <laughs> to Ryan the loveliest <laughs> man on Twitter thanks very much for all of your entries and we hope that you enjoyed your new gimmicks we'll give you a a DM to let you know that, that you've had your shout out. And let's move on to what the nerds are watching. I've been watching you. It's been a pretty big week, obviously, New Year and Christmas. Not sure how much wrestling everyone's watched. How much stuff have you guys been watching? I've only been able to squeeze day one in. Pretty much the same for me, pretty much. James?
1: When was the last podcast? Two weeks ago. Well, been I, a think,
0: couple of weeks. I think there's actually been three Dynamites in that time, I think.
1: Yeah, I've been keeping up with Dynamite and um, a bit of Rampage. Uh, I'll be honest. <laughs> I know some, some of the, uh, the matches, I'm not that. You know, it seems almost like everything's a 10 man tag, six man tag. So I sort of, I'll sort of have an eye on it, skip over a little bit of some of them. Is it a bit
0: of a case that um, that's going to be the, the like lay of the land for a bit whilst they try and figure out how to fit all these new roster members in?
1: Well, I don't mind it, them doing that. It's just you can sort, of, I mean, and maybe this is me, <laughs> but yeah, you know, once you've seen one. If you watch the sort of start and the end of the match, where the storyline progression comes, which is why I watch watching. I don't need to watch a 20 minute match with the same people in again. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, there's only so many hours in the day, and I had to binge watch Outer Banks in the last three days. So, you know, what I mean, <laughs> uh, but, um, I, I don't know. Like, oh I yeah, mean, what, 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 what's you guys' opinions on that? I mean, when if you're watching a show, do you have to? Uh, when I'm at a live show, I want to watch the whole match and and you know sort of the pay per views and stuff, but. If I'm watching a weekly show, which I've started doing again now, I don't feel the need to watch the whole match of some of these matches, which because you know what you're going to get, you know you're going to get good wrestling, but it's not going to be yeah, I take your point, amazing. Yeah. And you know, I'd rather follow along. I'd rather watch like all the promos and stuff because they're. I good. watch. I don't know. That's just, maybe it's just me. I did watch the the
0: dynamite when there was like back to back ten man matches. And the first one featured FTR and MGF and stuff, and it was really, really good. And then there was another one straight afterwards, and I was just a bit like, oh, uh, I kind of wish that they just pace it a bit better.
1: Yeah, i try and skip any matches that Matt Hardy's in. Wonderful! Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: know, but, yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: I, I, yeah, I think, I, think, I think I'm on the same wavelength as you. I don't think they're doing a bad job with the stories, and they're just progressing. And, and they're doing the opposite of what we... What well, I've been critical about with sort of WWE, like just going back to the same singles matches, you know, straight away. So I like the way they're doing it. But, and, and I am tuning in to see how they're progressing, but I'm not that interested in seeing the whole match because they're always like quite long as well, which again, fine showcasing and they're all good wrestlers. It does feel I, a bit like. it's a, um, a criticism. It makes it easier for me to watch it and it I does, am still watching it, but. It does,
0: it does feel, feel a, a bit play. like they've they've gone down the booking route of New Japan a little bit, where. They have those tournaments, and the and the start of it are all like mad multi man tag team matches that don't really matter, but they but they do progress the storyline of the tournament. If that makes sense, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Would you um on that? Like, I haven't seen any of these latest episodes of Dynamite, so I can't really speak. But I was going to say like the New Japan model sounds like what they're copying, and obviously uh, there's a few lads on the board there that have been through that book and seen the success it's had. Would you rather them do like? Guys from lower down on the roster in almost glorified squash matches or this way of doing it, though?
1: That's a good, good question. question. I don't mind them doing it. And I, I, I still, I'm i still watching. I just will literally yeah. usually just skip the middle 15 minute of a match if I'm short on time. Really. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, I also meant that as a sincere. And I wasn't like, well, would you rather them
1: do this? I, I, not- I genuinely,
0: I don't know what is the better model because... Kenny Omega had a lot of success doing it at the start of lockdown where he had matches of like Alan Angels and made them competitive. I just wondered if that's better than this way of going with tags or not. I don't
1: know. No, no. I, I, so I, think, I, I think it is, but they are doing a good job. They are literally, yeah, progressing like two or three storylines at once some of the time. And i so say once it comes to the, the pay-per-view, I'll be interested to watch it. And I, I think maybe half of it is potentially, from my point of view, uh, in the past sort of getting a bit burnt out by watching everything all the time. And I'm just, yeah, sort of trying to maybe uh, savour it a little bit and, and you know, hold it back. So when, I, so when there is a pay-per-view or like a match I've, I'm quite interested in, then I'll watch it and, and enjoy it more because, I don't know, it's it's an interesting question. and um, Yeah, it's just been sort of, I sort of picked up on the last few weeks. But
0: Having not seen too much of AEW over Christmas, what I did hear a lot of noise about was the
1: Rampage, No DQ women's tag team match. Did you see that, James? Yeah, I watched it this afternoon. That's the, and then because Brian had mentioned that that's the one I didn't skip. <laughs> I did watch the whole thing. It was a bit mental. That was <laughs> mad stuff going on.
0: I saw um the like botchamania table spot, and I just saw lots of blood. But I can imagine that the match itself was very very fun.
1: Yeah, that's a, oh, yeah, well, I said I didn't see botchamania per se, but yeah, it was yeah, it was just a lot of like violent spots and a lot of blood. I think that's summed up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It does seem to be like um they're a bit old school A W where they're like okay so this is the feud ending match so we need blood and violence which I'm all for yeah definitely I agree. Hey Castro go Bruce. yeah so we gone huh? stop we good stop chill we on chill scale. Huh? Max, did you have any outlying thoughts on day one? Let's go. No, uh, I just thought a really solid card. I mean. We, we've said before, and it was said in the chat on Saturday Night like, whatever you think about the WWE programming weekly or the way they book the pay per views or what are they now called? Premium live events. Premium live events that <laughs> they put on deliver at worst solid wrestling for like two and a half hours, don't they? So, yeah. I mean, I couldn't really pick many holes with the actual wrestling of the show. None of the booking infuriated me, as I'm sure some corners of Twitter maybe were annoyed. But uh, overall, just a fun show. Did you have a favorite match, Ross? Oh, I without a doubt.
1: Knowing Ross, it would be uh, Seamus and Ridge Holland be Seamus
0: Well, if you haven't seen that, James, you'll um, be excited to know that Ridge Holland broke his nose after like a, a second. So Seamus just beat them both up
1: by himself and won. <laughs> I did see that. I did see that. I was checking, <laughs> checking my pick and results. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, Seamus, obviously, brilliant But that match was a bit of a, a, bit, a bit of a shambles, really um, I don't know whether they could or should have Called an audible I'm assuming, they that, should have. I'm assuming that it was booked for Ridge and Seamus To win that match And then when it went down yeah. to 4-1-1 on Should they could have called an audible? Like, they should have just gone and done it Then, presuming Ridge is okay Then done it on SmackDown or whatever Because surely the point is Ridge and Seamus are a really good team Not Seamus is a monster And now the story is Seamus doesn't need Rich because he just beat both dudes on his own. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Yeah, it was a bit of a shame that. um, That move by by Ricochet was so off, wasn't it? Like, it wasn't even close to to landing. It was pretty (laughs) horrible. But yeah, um, for me, easily, the match of the night, though, was Usos and New Day. That was just fantastic wrestling, wasn't it? And the 3D to win. Brilliant. I think it was 90s that pointed out that, like, the kickouts in that match were pretty unbelievable. And then... They had to go devil, like deep into the tag team playbook and and use the most devastating move in tag team history pretty much to get the winner, which I loved, thought it was really cool. I'd really love it if New Day beat them later in this series, whenever they next meet, with a move like I don't know, a doomsday device or something, like yeah. something else like they go through now, the classic tag moves between them. Yeah, that would be quite great cool. to see. That would be quite cool. But um, yeah, they just had the crowd in the palm of their hands, didn't they? Yeah.
1: Great and also this okay. is um
0: when you think of the New Day tag team. Like, I always think of the Big E-Kofi lineup. But yeah. when I think of the Uso matches, I always think of Woods first. I don't know if he's been in all of them, but I always think of him as really shining with the Usos. He seems to have great chemistry with them. Like, they all do, but particularly Woods, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I also really liked the, the little touch where they kind of, like, like, three quarters of the way through the match, they all kind of slowly got to their feet and just did that face-off and, like, almost like a little yeah. nod to each other. Like, respect, like... This will go cool. down, won't it, in like 10, 20 years as like a great rivalry that people got to see, right? Like it'll age really well as well, I think. Yes. It's one of those ones that obviously the cynics will say like, oh, here we go. New Day versus Usos, match number 4,010. But if the matches are good, I'm not care. Like, I'm not bothered. Same. Same. Then next up, we had quite an interesting thing with um when the card was released and it was Mad Cat Moss against Drew McIntyre. People kind of rolled their eyes a little bit that that was a pay-per-view match but I thought that match was absolutely brilliant so much fun yeah I mean I suppose for a lot of people's taste maybe it went a couple of minutes too long people want Drew to be booked incredibly strong but I think you made a good point in the chat Ross about how Moss you know needs to look credible enough because the roster isn't massive these days so giving him a bit of time in the ring and he bumped like a maniac he sure did didn't he what a performance from him individually (laughs) that spot where um, Drew did the cross body and he caught him unbelievable yeah, love yep. that. Yeah, so, uh, so that was cool. I made quite a big point in the in the group as well on Saturday night that the production behind the Becky match I thought was excellent. I loved the fact that there were so many points in that match where the crowd should have been able to get behind Becky, like um, to get behind Liv, sorry. The way that, for example, Becky was trying to win cheap by count out and then Liv was having to get in at 9 all, like, like All that stuff that gets the crowd, like, you know, come on, live, you can do it. I thought the production behind it, whoever booked it, did a great job of how to like how to get a crowd behind a baby face. But still, that crowd were just not into live. And I think it's a real problem. I know that we've spoken about it on the podcast previously, both Britt Baker and Becky Lynch, super popular heels. And it doesn't help that whoever the baby face is facing them. Real problem. Um, even the match that was fantastic, that 35-minute match that's kicked off Raw about about eight weeks ago against Bianca Belair, arguably the most over babyface that they've got, still it was kind of 50-50. I just think, what a shame. Like, but they put themselves into a corner um, in terms of turning, turning your popular babyface heel. She's, she's doing it, everything that she can, but I don't think it's ever going to be enough because people are just going to always support her. Yeah. Totally, I don't. I don't know if it's even a booking problem. They're just always going to cheer Becky, aren't they? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how you turn it. As a match, though, I watched that one the next day because uh, the, at three o'clock has kicked in too much for me to stay up. Yeah, and I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good match. I thought that Morgan was great. Like you say, she played the babyface role excellently. Yeah? And yeah, I, I, it might have been second best match on the show possibly, but that might be because I watched it with uh, fresh eyes the next day. But I yeah, loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went to the main event surprisingly Brock lesnar added to the four-way for the wwe title and lo and behold Brock lesnar comes out on top in what was a sprint of a match we spoke about in the chat after you'd left matt that um the commentators tried to kind of say that Brock lesnar was dominant in that match whereas i actually think he gave so much to all the wrestlers in that match. He bumped for everyone. and Yeah, for sure. And, and specifically Lashley, who it seems like that's yeah. going to be the match that they're going to go down the road with, whether it be Rumble or Mania or wherever. I actually thought Brock Lesnar was incredible at giving everyone in that match something. And as the Beast Incarnate selling for those four guys, I, I thought that was really cool. You had the um, KO and Seth being a tag team. Interesting narrative. Then you also had Lashley seemingly having Brock beat with the um, Hurt Lock only for Big E to, to make the saves. Big E almost getting the win by hitting the big ending only for Brock to rip, to wriggle out and hit the F5 for the win. So I don't think that Big E necessarily looks terrible in that. He lost to to, the, to Brock Lesnar to an F5. People were, were online I saw saying like, oh, he only lost to one F5. But I am all about protecting finishes and... When Brock Lesnar was having matches where he would hit four or five and he still wouldn't win, I kind of checked out a little bit. So I'm really happy that it was that it was just the one needed. Um, so he did have five him earlier in the match, so it wasn't yeah, just five yeah, in the match. I just could one for the finish, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're doing it as a SmackDown game, he would have been weakened anyway. He would have been close to <laughs> yeah. red with that first. Match. <laughs> yeah, he would have been weakened, but yeah, um, I saw quite a good post online from Kyle from Apron Bump friend of the group, basically saying that Big E's title run, people are saying that that it was a dud, and I'm not saying that it was an incredible run, but it was a babyface that cashed in, and that's hard to kind of get behind in terms of, like, a chase, if that makes sense. And he's lost to Roman. I think he lost to Lashley in, like, a non-title match, and he lost now to Brock. And it's almost like now it's time to reset and be like, okay, so I was champ, I couldn't quite hold it, Now it's the chase, and that's the exciting bit for me. That's like the hangman page stuff, you know, like the kind of can I do it again and this time earn it rather than kind of catch it in, which to me is a better story and the sympathetic stuff comes from adversity. So I I don't think that he's going to be hurt by this personally. No, I agree. I didn't have a problem with this booking as long as they, and they're not the most reliable, but as long as they follow up with a good story for Biggie now, like you say, and get him on the chase. Would he be favourite to win the Rumble now, do you think? I think it's such an open year this year, isn't it? So many people that... Yeah, like, I can't think of a favourite, but you can see the story of him taking on Brock being a possible. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. But um, I agree with you on the Brock selling, by the way. The one thing you didn't mention, which I thought was brilliant selling, was uh, when Biggie clotheslined him out the ring, Brock sold it like a hurricane had taken out, <laughs> Didn't he? Yeah. Really amazing. Amazing. So, amazing. Yeah. He was very giving Brock, even if he did just win at the end, lol. Uh, he he definitely sold for everyone, like you say. The Hurtlock spot, especially... I always buy on Brock submission spots. Like, he's so good at selling them, even though I know he's not going to tap. It, when he faced, like, Brian, I was like, he's going to tap. When he faced AJ Styles, he was in a calf crush. I was like, he might tap here. Like, he always <laughs> manages to make me buy it, even though I know if I thought about it for more than a second, he's not going to. I just think he's <laughs> quite good at pro wrestling, isn't he? He is quite good at pro wrestling, yeah. I think I read somewhere that when he signed his contracts, he's got something like 15 matches on it. Right. I don't know how many he's in at the moment. It's not that many, is it? He's only had, what, three now? Yeah, I've not been keeping score of it, but yeah, it can't be many. So hopefully he's around for a, a, a fair while. And um, yeah, he's not kind of as he was when he was a champion a few years ago where he just wasn't on TV. Hopefully they <laughs> managed to, to utilise him a fair bit in the run-up to Mania. He's uh, <laughs> As over as he's ever been, right? Like, he's mad popular with that crowd, so Yes. Well, it's just a, 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 a fresh set of paint on him isn't it with the farmer yeah. gimmick and uh, <laughs> baby face stuff and the fact that he's actually getting mic time now with something that he never previously did as, as Hayman did all of his talking. Completely agree um, So yeah that is what the nerds are watching. Hopefully everyone enjoyed what they watched these past few weeks over Christmas and New Year and um, we head into Wrestle Kingdom tomorrow night for three days Three days seems a lot doesn't it? It does seem a lot doesn't it? <laughs> 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 and let's now go to the round table where we're going to talk about predictions from last year and make our predictions for this year.
1: Have you ever ever felt like this How things happen are you going have you ever
0: Okay so I'm gonna head back in time to January 2021. And let's go through some of the picks from last year. Dom, last year, went for Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi, which did not happen, but would have been great. Um, So
1: what what was the prediction that it would happen in AEW? That the match would just happen. Yeah, I don't think
0: he put a promotion on it, just it would happen. Yeah, a little bit unlucky in terms of, obviously, COVID and um, those sorts of things, especially as, I think, as we made this, Cool. the forbidden door stuff had just started to happen so weren't quite sure how deep that, that door went uh, but unfortunately it didn't get us to that match but maybe in the future Um, next up he had Karrion Cross wins a main roster title mm. that could have happened had the booking of that poor bloke been anywhere near what it was in NXT what an absolute drop of the ball they made with him eh? yeah I had that one as well it's the only one me and Dom both had and um, yeah even when he was released I held out that he was going to come back and win the strap, but uh it didn't happen did it unfortunately
1: but uh, yeah even-
0: open goal one of many open goals that got released this year by them not even a 24-7 title win <laughs> I know they didn't even <laughs> let him run around with all those lads <laughs> next up we had Drew McIntyre versus Tyson Fury mm-hmm. he may have had some inside trade some inside trading knowledge on that one but it seems as if the pandemic put that one to, to pay, and we didn't get a big UK show. But there is talk of one happening this summer. So who knows? Maybe they'll revisit that one. Next, he had Tate Mayfair's breakthrough. I'm willing to give uh, Dom a bit of a half a point on this one in terms of Tate made his debut on the WWE network, which, you know, not. <laughs> Not a small deal, so yeah. Maybe if home. we'd have asked Dom to clarify and we'd have gone, he's going to appear on a progress chapter which is going to be on the network, does that count as breaking through? I think it would have counted.
1: <laughs> what do you reckon, James? Well, I'd say, if, yeah, if you'd asked him that, I can't tell you uh, what Tate Mayfez was doing at the beginning of 2021 to clarify whether he's broken through, to be honest. So I, I'll leave this one up to you. Where had Dom plucked him from to say he was breaking through? Was he already on the progress shows? I think it was like Hustle and places like that, right? Matt, is that right? Yeah, I,
0: I, I, again, Dom obviously knows the guy a bit better. I think, was, was he ring one, crew? There wasn't was not possibly like, ring crew for Progress, maybe? 2020
1: didn't have much live stuff on, would it? It was pretty much, that was pandemic as well. So it wasn't much. So he, if he's just plucked him from nowhere and he suddenly started appearing on Progress chapters, then yeah, fair play. If he's already on Progress chapters and that's still where he's been, he is now. I then think, I'd say he'd already broken right? through. I'm not... His chapter debut was definitely other, this year. His chapter debut was this year. Yeah. Yeah. I might look him up on Cage Match. <laughs> <laughs> if he's made onto Cage Match, then yeah. <laughs> according to Cage Match, Tate Mayfair has only had seven matches this year, one of which was on a pro chapter. So yeah. he did make his pro chapter debut, so... We're giving Dom a generous point. We're giving the point. Yeah, give him a point. Have a yeah. point, Dom. You get a point. You get a point. Carpet munchers get <laughs> a point. <laughs> I don't to get it. <laughs>
0: Next up, we had Dom's final pick, which was Marty Skull signs with WWE. <clears throat> he did sign with Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> then we move on to Matt. Matt, your first pick was Sanada wins the G1 Climax. Very unlucky. <clears throat> Yeah, right. I don't get a point for Sonada, unfortunately. But one day he'll win it, won't he? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> what did you make of his run? I can't even remember the G one now. <laughs> did
1: he get to the final? Did he? Was he in the final? A won it, right? Because it's a be carda. Yeah. I won. I won Pickham. <laughs> I Sonata... can't remember.
0: James, there's there's something for you to, to look up whilst we go through. Um... Matt's other
1: picks. I don't think he was in the final. I think it was Okada versus um, someone else. I just think, I right,
0: he's not popular with all uh, us cool indie boys over in this side of the pond, but Sonada's so loved, they're going to pull the trigger one day. Yeah. It just
1: wasn't this last year, but it might be this year. Who knows? Yeah, he did get to the final.
0: Oh, there we go. So very close. Right, and that,
1: uh, 2021. No, I've got 20. Uh, so last year he got to the final. 2020. This oh. year... I wasn't close then. <laughs> <laughs> this year, it was a car. Because Ibushi broke, his, broke himself after Oh, minute. yeah. Oh, yeah. Ibushi got injured in the final. Yeah. Oh. He finished fifth in the B block, Matt. <laughs> it was close, yeah. He was halfway there. <laughs> he was halfway there. He didn't even qualify yeah, for the he,
0: Champions League. He, he won't even be playing in the... He'll have to play Thursday night wrestling next year.
1: <laughs> Thursday night. Uh, up against A Block's Toro Yano. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: <That's right. laughs> oh, what a shame for Sonada. He's missed out on the Champions League. Mate. But if he's first night wrestling, then at least he gets to move to Enfield. And if he wins that, he gets back in the Champions League, doesn't he? So <laughs> Next up, we have Karrion Cross wins a main roster title. So we've already gone through that. <laughs> um, and then ding-a-ling-a-ding. Matt, you predicted the Tribal Chief holds gold for the entire year. Well done, sir. I did. It, was, it, it wasn't an outrageous prediction, was it? It was, it was a fairly safe one, I think. But they definitely could have pulled the trigger a few times. And I think um, it would have been interesting to have seen if he would have won it day one. But obviously, I would have still won the prediction. But yeah, I'm happy with that one. The tribal chief is the man.
1: I, I love that one. And like, sorry, I was literally rooting for Roman Reigns to to go undefeated for the or well, undefeated, but to keep the tro- trophy, trophy title for the whole year. J- just for your prediction, Matt, and that <laughs> was without watching the matches. But when I was making my picks on Pickham's and having a look the next day, it was always to check where how Roman had got on. <laughs> in the, uh, well, in the title I, match first. That was what I was. Yeah, I was genuinely excited by it. <laughs> chase. I mean,
0: it wasn't a New Year's. Celebration for me—it was a Roman being champion celebration. <laughs> uh, the champagne cork was <laughs> was, uh, was popped off when Roman didn't get any last-minute challenges.
1: Oh, I and wonder so- if they'll. Um, I mean, I might, I might be wrong, and it might have happened already. But um, do you reckon they might do? Uh, which titles he got? Universal. The, the universal one. Has he gone past? Has he gone past uh, Punk's reign? From I think, but, yeah, it like yeah because it's
0: it. the universal
1: belt. I think Brock's got the longest Universal belt run, hasn't he? On that title. Yeah, he's 14 14 days behind Lesnar at the moment. Oh, so he's going to probably pinch that
0: now. Cheers, COVID. Got him over the
1: line. (laughs) And also shout out
0: to the Tribal Chief for being the needle mover. We um, announced our Wrestling Should Be Fun Awards on Twitter two weeks ago, and each tweet got around about 60 likes. Then we announced that Roman Reigns was the rest of the year.
1: 500 likes. Unbelievable. What a bloke. Yeah. (laughs) How many alts does Con Man have?
0: (laughs) 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 Do you think, do you think like he, this this run with the title has now put him at like, he's going to be massive in all media kind of thing, the way he's presented now. I know that seems maybe a bit over the top. I can see him going on and having a rock-like film career, the way he feels so important to the company now. Like he's miles ahead of everyone. Weirdly, I would argue that Big E got all the big gigs for that like four months that he was champion. He was, yeah. he was everywhere. He was on sports events. He was on the Tyson Fury fight. It was everywhere. Yeah. UFC is that just because he's a baby face? Probably, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're just holding Roman back because they still have the idea that he's a heel. He can't do all the. <laughs> I quite like baby that. kissing. I quite like that. Yeah, if that is even the reason, I don't know. Maybe Roman just can't be asked. <laughs> Fair play. I mean, he is just. Incredible. And his entrance goes on for about 20 minutes. Taking over, takers, entrance. He is. Do you, do you think the yeah. same, right? When you watch SmackDown? Like his entrance pizza, is long. Isn't it? Oh, yeah.
1: It's long. Yeah. Just looking <laughs> at this WWE Universal title reigns So it was the WrestleMania match Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. Yeah, that yeah. was the brawn beat for it, yeah. And I miss that.
0: It was meant to be Roman Goldberg, but Roman pulled out of rest for four months, didn't he? Because he was a bit worried about COVID, understandably, at the point
1: that time. Uh,
0: yeah. Next up, Matt, I think that you get another point here. Ethan Page, have a breakout year. Yeah, I think I maybe squeeze one, because he, he did join a major promotion, and he's been featured on telly, you know, at least every other week, right? With the tag team with Scorpio Sky. Now he's found this spot, hasn't he? I still expect more from him, but it is quite crowded in AW. But yeah, I'm glad he's doing well because I think he's a a brilliant wrestler.
1: Yeah, I feel like if Tate Mayfair's getting get a point for being on one program, <laughs> <laughs> but being regularly featured on. <laughs> on yeah, he AW. had a good feud
0: with Derby as well. Like he has, he's contributed, so I think it counts as um as a good year for him. Talking of um, Ethan Page, did what did people make of the uh, Dan Lambert Brandy
1: Rhodes promo? It was uh, in, it was funny. I had some funny moments on. They were, I, I'm guessing like I mean, people don't really like Cody and Brandy either, do they? So it's all like heel on heel violence. But, <laughs> but they're not booked as I don't know. It's the whole Cody thing, isn't it? But um, no, they they, they they was an entertaining promo. They Had some good lines in there.
0: Another um, mention of a of a WWE star every week <laughs> <laughs> last but not least you went with Death Triangle to become Trio's champions in AEW mm. somewhat unlucky I think especially as they're going down the route of doing 10 man tags all the time
1: yeah I haven't even got a Trio's belt
0: <laughs> I know that was a double prediction
1: and neither yeah, I, like, I like that prediction
0: yeah there was a lot of talk wasn't there like since AEW started that they're going to put some Trio titles in and I thought if they're going to put them in that's the trio I wanted to win them, so I just took a gamble. They didn't yeah. bring trio belts in, but they are tag champions, so they do have gold. Yeah, so I'm, packed, gonna, I'm not ref- gonna, I'm not, I'm not so worth any in. points, but you know, they had a good year, those lads. So well done. Next up, we move to Bram's picks. I think he hit one on the nose here with New Japan Gets Old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
1: Just, <laughs> Wrestling should be fun. I didn't have I didn't have the episode with Brahman Dom on to, to to re to re listen to. <laughs> These are all gonna be new to me. Then we also had I'm not entirely sure
0: what the prediction is here, which is the case with Brahma's yeah. ones often. Um but he called it NXT generation. 2021 is an interesting year for NXT. It used to be the land of the work rate, but 2020 was a transition to a more sports entertainment feel. 2021 is the year where we can judge if that's worked. A long cross array looks to be the core of their plans. If the plan fails, expect to see Cross drop the belt to Carlo Riley before this year is out. So there's not really much of a prediction now if, beyond... If you took it on headline, he's, yeah. he gets the point. But what he's written doesn't get the point. <laughs>
1: that
0: makes sense. Because it did regenerate. He's given
1: too much info there and he's, and he's talked himself out of a point, I think. <laughs> I think
0: NXT had the biggest regeneration. Right? He used the word regeneration, maybe I've heard, well, I don't know what was the title you put for it? We called it N-E-X-T Generation. So he wasn't far off there. Like, they did rebrand. So, like, that title, I would have been prepared for the point, but it didn't really revert back to a work rate. Right? It went it went further the other way of what we <laughs> was talking about, didn't it? It went more sports entertainment. So, But he and definitely f- did a, a massive change. So he's in the ballpark.
1: Speaking of Kyle O'Reilly, he's been excellent on AEW. Yeah? Yeah. There was a brilliant... A bit backstage, I think I'm interested in the chat, where after we turned up in the first week, he's hanging out with Adam Cole and a boy Fish, and the Bucks come up. I'm like, what's going on, Adam? Blah, blah. And like, Kyle hasn't even said hello to us yet. And he goes, oh, hi, Nick. Hi, Matt. <laughs> 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 That's brilliant. Yeah, but anyway, sorry. Go on,
0: Kyle O'Reilly. Next one, he, he headlined as Japan's forgotten children. <laughs> This um, was that the uh, fringe promotions would all get more popular, right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that did happen. <laughs> but, but I also don't watch any of them, so I don't know.
1: I feel like Stardom's got a lot of buzz like on my Twitter. I mean, I, know I as a former regular follower, I've probably got that sort of people on it who watch Stardom. Uh, it seems to get quite a lot of uh, traction from their show recently and and throughout the year when I occasionally venture onto the bluebird they and had that also, match that Brum spoke highly of that did get spoke about in a lot of Match of the Year uh, oh, articles I read. Yes, yeah, Suri and Hayashi. I can't I, Itami Hayashi. I can never say her name. <laughs> really and
0: also big. Noah have been included in Wrestle Kingdom. So that surely means that they're... God, yeah, God, I was going to say that. But who was it? Um, was it Noah who put the belt on Moota? I don't know if that was 2021 or not. Or was that 2020? God, all the years are just the same now. It may well be 2021, I'm just not entirely sure. But um, I, I don't know if the if the prediction was they were going to have good years or if they were going to break into the mainstream a bit more. And um, just from my own personal bubble, I don't feel like they ripped up enough trees for that prediction to have come in, but...
1: I feel Brian needs to I, be less, less ambiguous with his predictions if you want to get i
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in a bubble, so I'll, if someone tells me that, yeah, like Noah or Stardom or... One of those other companies that
1: so, have, I've had
0: a great year, then I'll, I'll happily give him the point. <laughs> so unfortunately, he's he's outdone himself here again
1: by saying this
0: could mean more eyes on Japan's other male promotions. So that doesn't uh, include
1: Sodom. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, no, no one's watched him, mate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So next we had sophomore dynamite. Again, I'm not entirely sure what the what the prediction is, but he's put. It debuted in 20, in 2019, if, and that feels a lifetime away. 2021 is still only Dynamite's second full year of weekly TV. It's got a lot right in its life to, to date, but the new promotion excitement is settling, and AEW needs to find a way to keep up momentum. Cross-company collaborations seem to be the route it's taking, but it needs to still focus on its bread and butter of those near or those near one million weekly ratings. Of late, will drop off quick. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what. Well, I don't do
1: think it. that's a prediction. Is it? <laughs> It's, it's a good point. The and musing. It's, just, it's just a general musing. <laughs> <Brum It> mused.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think I think Brum was... If we're going to pick it, I think he's being positive there and saying that AW are going to find a way to keep that million. He hasn't necessarily said that, but I think that would be the, what he would have meant. And they did have their best year so far.
1: Can I just say that as, as a neutral here, who hasn't got uh, predictions in the race, if I were one of the people who did and that got a point... I'd be furious. I would be like, sure. from a competitive <laughs> point of view. Like, yeah. I think it's a good point, and, and, and like it is a good. And I think, yeah, it makes complete sense, and it's a it's a very astute observation. But it's not a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> like for, for point space, you can't get a point for that. Should, no, like I don't Mayfair, know, there, Ethan the, Page sure. this one. I'd, I'd say no as a neutral. I but, think we just
0: added the points in as like a an indicator of you were in the right. Yeah, you, you were there. Like I don't think it was a competition.
1: I know, I but, like, but it no has become one on now. And this is the third one we're going through. And like, if I'm marking that, show you're working, sure. You've tried to fool me with your workings. You haven't actually put an answer. <laughs> you know, like. Um, but it's a very good point And I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't want to. I don't to just like, take away from that. But you can't have a point for that.
0: You know, like Paul Heyman says, that's not a prediction, that's a spoiler. I think Brum should just say, that's not a prediction and then just stop talking.
1: <laughs> it's not a
0: prediction. Have you got one more there? It's Is there amazing. one more for Brum? One more for Brum. <laughs> he says, what the fuck does 2021 mean for British wrestling? The three heads for Brit wrestler, COVID, NXT UK and the cancerous infrastructure that led to Predators operating with abandon. <laughs> the vaccine made help deal with the first head. They're not completely, not for a while, but the other two do have do not have simple solutions. My favourite thing in wrestling is watching it live with mates over a few beers. I really hope that can happen again, but I've no idea what the show will be, how it, how it will be run, and my emotions when watching it. I'd like to be a bit more optimistic, but I don't feel it right now. Just because wrestling should be fun doesn't mean it always is. <laughs> I don't know uh, what the prediction is, but let's just say we did manage to, all three of us, get to at least one live show this year, right?
1: Yeah. So... Brum, if Bram didn't have a prejudice against one particular uh... <laughs> Promoter, he might have come with me. <laughs> well, Brum did come with me to watch, with uh,
0: to watch some lads in my local promotion. So, and Ross, you went to the Eve show, right? Yeah, I went to Eve with him, yeah, which was lovely. Yeah. And James, you've been to a few Rev Pro, right? I went to one Rev Pro show. Oh, was it just the one you went to? Dom went to one as well, right? Was that a different one or was that the same one?
1: No, he didn't. No, Don didn't get to the one I went to. No, I haven't been with yeah. any of you boys yet. And so, the we've, Dolphin, all, we've all and managed a to get around. lost last night. So, there's a good chance I might come to that thing later this month. Oh, wicked. Uh, only if I can get a ticket at midday when it goes <laughs> on sale to Gemma. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, next up were my p- predictions. I predicted that James Smallman w- would become the NXT UK GM, which obviously didn't happen. Something that I think should have happened personally, but it is what it is. We've still got Sid Scala.
1: Isn't he quite a bit, isn't he quite high up in NXT now? Or, or I just made that up?
0: Apparently so, so... Wasn't he on TV the other day? It was on TV the other day when Grayson Waller was going around trying to make friends and influence people and doing it very badly. Um, yeah, and good luck to him. So, that's sort of thing. Up. Jim Small would say, <laughs> it?
1: "It sounded a bit small." And like, oh, good luck to him.
0: <laughs> so that's not from one for me. My other prediction was AEW signed Tessa Blanchard. Mm didn't happen in the end. She, <laughs> she didn't rubbish. get signed though, right? She, she signed rubbish. for a bit of Wrestling, wasn't it? Yeah, so she got assigned eventually in 2021, just to the wrong promotion. Where is she? So Where? she's joined Wow, which is what the it's like a rehash of the old Glow series from the 80s, okay. early 90s. Well, so, like a real life, uh, I
1: guess I've seen the um, Netflix show. It's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is a good show. So, yeah, it's like a remake of that, I guess. So, it's kind of high like high camp wrestling.
1: Uh,
0: next up, I went for Jey Uso to win singles gold, which I kind of feel like may have happened had Jimmy Uso not come back into the fold. Did, right, again, did, was it this year he won the Andre? Did he win the Andre? Oh, Did he Ooh. win it? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that is a gold James, have you got today. your little Google machine?
0: Can you <laughs> check who won yeah. the
1: Andre? I'll have the mic check. I'm pretty sure name. he
0: won it. Which counts as it might not be a belt, but I'm going to give you half a point if you get
1: well, Yeah, it is a gold trophy, isn't it? Yeah, winners.
0: Uh, did he win it, or am I making a memory
1: up? It was Jey Uso beat Shinsuke Nakamura. Ross,
0: that is a point, mate. Well
1: done. <laughs> I'd say it's a point for Ross. Come on.
0: He's the reigning champion, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good I can see him
1: there next to the gold, next to the gold trophy. So
0: oh, well, That's a great point. Yep. Uh, thanks, mate. I've won you a point there, Ross. You're welcome. <laughs> and we didn't even talk about that, I don't think, in the halfway <laughs> predictions. No, it no, happened no. in March or April. <laughs> and we brought it up at the end of the year. Love it. My fourth one was Randy Orton to win another he- heavyweight title. <laughs> didn't happen. But what But what a year is that, eh? And it will. It just didn't happen this year, right? But the Riddle split, I think, will be about the title eventually. Yes. He's been absolutely brilliant with um, Riddle. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely Quick brilliant. Quick
1: question. Sorry to interrupt. i yeah. Um I was gonna say, can you name the uh, previous six runners up of the under Giant Battle Royal? Six, six runners up after apart from Shinsuke Nakimura. I couldn't six.
0: get the six winners, mate.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> <Did we> do, <laughs> six, six winners. We got Uso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, six winners.
0: True. Are we doing the winners?
1: Yeah, go for the winners, gone.
0: Cesaro. Yeah, that was being the only one I
1: can on this big show won it as well because he yep. yeah, yeah, I'm doing the runners up, Braun Strowman. Gordon Strowman, correct? Um was it Matt Hardy? Matt Hardy did with it, correct? I yeah.
0: got a point in Pickham's for that, yeah. And then who's the other one? Baron Corbin?
1: Baron Corbin is correct. He's also a runner up. And they've got one more. Uh this is a yeah. know, Uh he's not I don't think he's with the company anymore. He's um, um he definitely won the twenty four seven tag team championship, uh tag team championship at one point, I think. Mm. And as did his mate, who helped him win the battle royal. No idea. Mm. What year are we talking? 2017, Orlando, Florida. I was there. I was hyped. Oh, was this um Sandow and Miz? Oh, no, you've just given us clue. a clue. It, yeah. was,
0: um, <laughs> it was Mojo, wasn't
1: it? It was Mojo. <laughs> Mojo. Miz Dow is in the runners-up, though.
0: Yeah, he should have won it, shouldn't he? But then they wanted that picture of Big Show next to the trophy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry, a bit listeners to interrupt with.
0: with... <laughs> no, they were they were playing along. Don't
1: they, they enjoy Someone's it. there shouting. Colin Jost was a runner-up.
0: <laughs> and my last pick, which came in, Nsc UK takeover Dublin still doesn't happen. <laughs> Quite a negative that. pick from you, Ross. <laughs> but I'll allow it as a point. You've got to get them points, ain't you? <laughs> You've
1: you got to get. Have you won there, Ross? With three points? Have you? Have you? Or did you get three? I got as well? two, I only got two points.
0: No, I think Matt. Won. Everyone felt like they got a couple there, but am, we, am I just remembering that
1: wrong? I, Brum, say...
0: Brum, got, Brum either got five or zero. I don't
1: <laughs> know. <think. laughs> People who've turned up to argue their case of uh, one joint winners, Ross and <laughs> Matt Connolly. Well,
0: so we'll move forth to 2022. Did you want to kick off, James, as you haven't had a
1: go yet? Uh, do you want to do uh, Dom and Brums as they're not here? Okay, yeah. And then we can go through them because we can react a bit more to each to each other then. Yep, yeah. fine with me, mate. So we'll start off with
0: Dom. Dom's first prediction is that Ali Catch wins the GCW title. And I feel terrible here, but I can't offer anything here i'll just say
1: cool (laughs) is that um i I say i would sound well not really you know i haven't i haven't watched any gcw recently but is that a new gimmick of ali Cat, or is that someone completely different i can't tell you
0: i know nothing about gcw either sorry (laughs) sorry that's what happens when you don't turn up dom (laughs) (laughs) i believe dom though dom seems to have his finger on the pulse of um GCW at the moment. He's been watching a few shows, right? So I believe he's, I believe and have faith in that prediction. Yeah, he's, he's bang on with his deathmatch stuff. Um, Next up, Charlie Evans ends up on TV before the end of the year. That's pretty um, vague, I guess, in terms of where she ends up. But so if she was to turn up on, let's say, AW came to the UK and filmed some darkened elevations and she got onto them, would that count? I say that counts, but I say it doesn't count if she's on like, Sunday Kitchen. Uh, I'm I'm actually going
1: to disagree with you, Ross. It's a YouTube show, isn't it?
0: If Charlie Evans turns up on Sunday Kitchen, Dom
1: wins. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday Kitchen counts more than Dark or Elevation. They're not actually on TV. Maybe old-fashioned by TV definition, but they're, they're YouTube shows, aren't they?
0: Yeah, that's why I was asking, because I suppose that is exposure in a major company, but is it's not on TV, per se. Yeah, interesting. We'll have to have that's to the sort of thing over. I could definitely imagine her getting used for, like or or any of the British talent, right? Like, Yeah. If they were to come over and do that. Yeah. But yeah, she's on before, the... Because someone's going to be moaning, I know she's not British, but she's part of the scene. <laughs> okay.
1: If she gets on a progress show on the WWE Network on Peacock, does that count? I want to clarify it now, before... <laughs> I, I don't think that
0: counts because she's already been on a progress show. She's probably on the network somewhere. Now, that's a point, actually. Is Charlie Evans on the network already? I bet you she's the, one of those chapters they've sung up, she might have a match on, right? Yeah, she might that's well do. Chance. Might well do.
1: Basically, we all think Charlie Evans is good, is the. Yes. Is yes. The and it. it would be
0: great to see anyone who's good get a chance on TV, so hopefully. Uh, next up, he's gone with Zack Sabre Jr. versus American Dragon at the cottage.
1: Love it. Yeah. I hope it happens. Right. Uh, I hope
0: and think it happens. Number four, he's gone Aussie Open to win the IWGP tag titles. I, I can see it. I think they, they're gonna go over, right? I think it's bold.
1: I I, I think they, they they should get over there.
0: They're part of Osprey's clan now, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. No, like, I think it's a good I like it as a prediction because it is a bold one.
0: We've seen them wrestle for those belts. Or well, did they wrestle for the belts or were they just is it just What did I, they can't remember if it was for the belts, but it was a fantastic match. Yeah, good. so I think that might have been for the belt. So they've come close before.
1: I'm not sure. Yeah, I like it as a prediction. It's good.
0: And then his last one, I love. Progress Super Strong Style 16 has imports from both WWE and AEW.
1: Yes, please. I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like, if it, I don't know. If it's on the network, I don't see it. I, again, I'd love it to be true. I, I don't know. Are we, meant to, are we meant to sort of discuss these. but like, I mean, is... For me, I don't see it. But there I'd is... love it to be
0: true. It'd be great. There is precedent there, isn't there, of like Kingston being on the network?
1: Yeah, but that was, he wasn't signed at the time, was he? Don't know. That's, that's what I mean. I mean, like, King, Kingston was a free agent and he was on the network, not AEW talent. Being on the network, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just my opinion on the prediction. I, again, I'd, I'd love it to be true. It would be, be a brilliant tournament.
0: <laughs> I would, have, I wouldn't be shocked by it, but
1: I, I, I don't know if
0: it's logistically possible. But it wouldn't shock me if they announced like AEW got about 100 wrestlers that are doing nothing, so they could easily send a lad or two over for it. Yeah, who would, who would you think would be a genuine possibility from AEW to be on the Super Strong Style? Yeah. I'd like I don't know if they're possible or not, but I'd like um for Ricky Starks to come over. That'd be good. And he's a former progress guy. Was he? I didn't do yeah. that. Or, or like Brian Cage is kicking off.
1: Was he, in, he, was, he was in a tag team,
0: wasn't he? He was, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I would quite like to see someone like Daniel Garcia, maybe. Yes. Yes. Good show. Was
1: Ricky Starks in
0: the tag team with Bayley's husband? He was, yeah, yeah. And from WWE, maybe go. Back into the alumni and bring back like Riddle or, or someone. Tim, get Tim back. Oh yeah, Tim. Thatcher, Thatcher's doing nothing, right? Get him in. Get him
1: in. I can't see Matt Riddle being in Super Strong Style. Give us
0: Thatcher versus Jacobs at Super Strong Style. That's what <laughs> I want. That's the dream.
1: Yeah, that, um, that'd be cool.
0: So there's some picks there from Dom. I think they're all possibilities. There isn't any there that I think that's definitely not happening. So exciting Great. picks from Dom. Brum. <laughs> Has Brum made predictions? (laughs) (laughs) Brum (laughs) mused. Okay, so number one, he's got MJF will be the first person to beat Punk in AEW and be champion by year end. I would agree. Um, I can
1: see it. But um, can I ask, again, for a clarification, be champion by year end just means he has to win it. He doesn't have to be the champion at year end. No, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, that's a good prediction. Yeah, good sensible prediction.
0: The way I see it, the AEW title coming off a of Hangman is either going to MJF or Adam Cole.
1: I, I, I had know, MJF. Is there enough? Maybe I, Cody? I, I, well, I changed one of my predictions earlier, but one of them was that MJF takes the title off Hangman. I I, I, I did change it earlier. So, yeah, I, I think <laughs> MJF will win it this year.
0: I think, Um, I hope that Brum uh, gets a point, because I'd like to see it. Next up, he's gone. Chris Hero will debut in AEW. Oh, cool. He says, hopefully as part of Cody's open challenge or the Owen. More of a wish than a prediction, but I'm going for it. I think he'll mainly help out new talent. So we'll have a lot of big Dynamite feuds, but it will still be lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Where's he gone? Is he wrestling at the moment anyway? According to Cage Match, he hasn't wrestled since he left the Fed. That's a shame. I'd like to see him come back. So I hope that one comes in as well. But did you see that the bowler lineup has been released? And there's someone called something like Johnny Five Skulls or something like that. And there's no, like, there's no case match for him. There's no website for <laughs> him. There's no Twitter for him. So he's like a made up dude. And people are saying that he's from Dayton, Ohio, which is where he's from. So people uh-huh. are saying potentially it's Hero, which will be fun. Oh, yeah. Cool. I hope um, I hope Tom's right. Next up, he goes for a Progress, one, And he says, Spike Tre- Trevay will win the Super Strong Style and go on to beat Cara. He then makes a caveat where he says, this prediction is now massively up in the air is A, Spike wasn't on the last set of tapings, B, he hasn't mentioned the company on his social media for over six months, and C, they have new ownership. But if predictions aren't bold, then what's the point? I don't think it's that bold. I can see it. I'm not saying it will happen, but I can see it. It It's quite interesting, isn't it, that new management comes in now. It's almost like those chapters that happened on the network are almost like hidden chapters that nobody is going to really talk about too much, I assume. It's common, like, let's just start again with this one and in tri- general. And Trivay's kind of the loser of that, because I thought the stuff that he was building with Cara was some of the best stuff on them. From yes. what I saw. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, when he, he put that lad over, like, took the loss, and was like, wins and losses don't matter in progress, because I've just won five in a row, and I'm not getting a title shot, so I don't care if I win or not. I just thought it was such a good little wrinkle of a storyline he was building with Kara. So I hope they pay it off. Yeah, I... I'm a big fan of Spike. I'm game for it. Next up, he says, in the spirit of predictions being bold, I'm going for a New Japan double as it's New Japan's 50th year and we're going to get loads of crossover stuff, including, and I think this, that this would include both Okada versus Omega 5 and Danielson in the G1. Yeah, I don't know. But I again, work with most of the Brum's predictions, I hope they're right and I can see them happening.
1: Yeah, I'd probably watch Danielson in the G1. I think that would be something that would get some eyes... On New Japan, um, and a lot of people like the Okada Omega series, so imagine that one as well.
0: I want to see him against Yano. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think he'd be a lot of fun in that match. Last but not least, he's also gone for Dadoson Zach Sabre to headline Craven Cottage, but he's also added the prediction that he'll miss it because it will clash with the only wedding that he has that summer. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> so those are his five and they are genuine addictions. so he's improved yes well done Bram who wants to go next yeah, go on okay, James
1: if you want go on James yeah so I say so yeah going with a bit of a some of them are sort of a bit basic some are a bit more interesting well maybe not interesting but a bit more Bold. I've gone with. I've started off with my boys, Red Dragon, win the AEW Tag Belts. Yeah, Yeah. like that. Definitely can see that. They've got the theme music back, so that's all we we really care about. Who who are you most excited to see in that place, James? Well, they had some really good matches with the Bucks back in the day, and that's obviously a few years ago now. And I can't remember. I'm pretty sure they, but they won't wrestle FTR in AWR out because it's uh, heel versus heel. And uh, this is so. I'm basing this on which I'm pretty sure a lot of people have uh, are thinking that Kenny's gonna come out with the Bucks and they'll split off against sort of Cole and and uh, Red Dragon once everyone's sort of healthy again. That's not in my predictions. That's just something that I sort of think, and I think that's quite a popular opinion. But. Um, yeah, I've never seen wrestle the likes of Lucha Bros, so that would be interesting to see. Definitely, there's a lot of good tag teams in AEW, so when they do two-on-two matches, I'll be up for watching them. The, the, um, I watched one the other day. It was Bobby Fish and Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy and whichever of the Goobers wasn't injured, I think. Uh, <laughs> Captain Taylor. I think that was the match. I can't remember, but it was really good. It was definitely Fish and Cole it was before everybody had come in, and that was yeah, I really enjoyed that. I think it was against Cassidy and Chuck Taylor, but yeah, no, yeah, there was a lot of uh, yeah. Any, anyone you, you'd be really interested to see them wrestle? A lot. Lucha, like X- everyone. Express, everyone. everyone. would be great, I think. There's not one match for me. Either. Uh, give me them all. Uh, my second prediction. I've also gone with uh, American Dragon wrestling a New Japan prediction, but I've gone that at some point this year, uh, Brian Danielson wrestles Will Osprey. Ooh, yeah. no one's really. Calling for because they want to see the exact same junior match, which I completely understand. But I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, you've charmed me. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think people are thinking about it so much because I was a bit of a styles clash. But yeah, I think I they're, they're two people who don't really have bad matches. They've got very high floor and they can get the best out of like people who are a lot worse than them. So I'd be quite interested to see them wrestle each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, hadn't, it wasn't like you say, wasn't on the top of my list of guys I wanted to see Danielson face, but I could definitely see it, and I bet it'll be a doozy.
1: Yeah, uh, my third one is the, uh Michael Oku wins the British Heavyweight Championship. Good shout, good shout. Yeah, Well I know he's good got shout. a title shot in January, and I, and I don't think he'll win it then. But oh. I think they, I, they might do the sort of just come short the first time and and come back later on in the summer maybe and, and then pick up the pick up the win i kind of feel like they should do the title change in january so do i but <laughs> <laughs> never seems to go that way
0: but, <laughs> but
1: i guess red
0: will want that title being seen on new japan tv won't they
1: and also i mean obviously we've been discussing it separately about red pro do have the biggest draw in britain well oh maybe not i don't know i don't know what people think yeah, obviously that like, will osprey is a polarizing figure at the moment but as a pure like wrestling draw i think he yeah. is, he's exclusive to them basically he is the biggest draw of a crowd i believe i'm, I'm that's complete guesswork not looking at i no, think you're probably right you're probably i right. feel like he's the biggest name draw that people have got at the moment in the mean wrestling. but
0: it's a weird one at the moment with covid and speaking out and all that sort of stuff because They've not done a big show really, have they, apart from a few York Horse shows? And even those York Horse shows aren't selling out, are they? Like
1: no, they won't sell out. They did a lot better than I thought they were gonna do, the one I went to. I, it was a lot more I say, it was it was quiet enough that it wasn't horrible to go to the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was busy enough that there was some crowd there and some crowd noise. And I, I, so I recognize a few people who I know travel around who traveled down for it, which I think's a good point, but
0: it is a bit mad though, isn't it? That like the IWGP former champion. Can't sell yeah. out. Sometimes he does those like 229 shows and those don't sell out. Like it's mad, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, this is my first, I think, quite interesting one. Because I think those, well, I say that, the Dragon Osprey, I think, was really mean to The other two were a bit. So I've gone with WWE has no first time champions across the four major men and women's belts.
0: Oof. Wow. That's a good prediction. I like that. So by major, you mean universal WWE and women's?
1: Yeah, and the two, the two women's ones, yeah. Okay, let me think. And because and, and, you guys watching the product a lot more, well, more than me, definitely. But having obviously just you know, I do the pickums and I, I, I try and follow along a little bit. I I can't see where that, unless they did, they gave of the rub over Randy Orton. I can't see someone, and yeah. I might have missed someone quite easily, but I couldn't see someone in the wings waiting, especially once they did give Morgan not winning.
0: Who's on the possibility list for you, Matt? I'd probably say Riddle, possibly this Gable Stevenson guy. I'm thinking more of the women's belts than the men's, to be honest. I'm thinking that any time they could just call someone up, like Charlotte will drop the belt any time now, right? And Tony Storm was close recently. So I think that's the one that will go to someone new. I think Bel-Air will take the the raw one and have a lengthy reign. But yeah, it's a good prediction. I could see it happening, but, I but I just happening, yeah. I do think that one of those women's belts, I'm going to go for the SmackDown one. We'll end up with someone that they bring up Raquel and she wins it or something like that. I think someone new will get their hands on one of them, but it's a good
1: prediction. I, I like it. Really. Yeah. i always be like, because you've got, like, Bayley's been out for ages, and like I could see her getting a run this year. when she Yeah. Comes. And, yeah, i say, and obviously I'm not, not following it as closely, but, yeah, it was just, it was, I thought it was, like, a bit of a fun one that wasn't just about so-and-so wins this, but, like...
0: No, it's a, really, it's a really good prediction. And like you followed my Roman one last year, I'll be <laughs> eagerly following this one now. Checking title
1: history every time someone gets a
0: shot. Maybe potentially a Lacey Evans run late in the year.
1: True. Could trip you up. She's pregnant, now, is that right?
0: I think she's had the baby, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's why she's been out though, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They're
1: definitely high on her, aren't they? So I can see it.
0: Or potentially a fast track drum breaker. That, but that was the one I did think
1: roster. about. It was, it was Brock Breaker was the one who I thought if he doesn't win the NXT belt this week, then maybe they would call him up and then with a year of him, then that was that was one I did think. ooh. but
0: yeah. Their women's roster is tiny. I'm just looking at it now. Has Shayna won it before? No. no. So you got Shayna, Shotzi, zia Lee could all have a run if they're both Hey
1: oh,
0: so. yeah, I love all. Queen's do drop. So yeah, it's a good prediction. <laughs> I think that's a really fun prediction. And like Matt says, I'm looking forward to following it.
1: Yeah, and then my last prediction was Brum wrestles Andy Quilden in a Lumberjack match in North Bergen for the right to book Red Pro talent in progress. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can see it happening. <laughs> in the spiritual home of yeah. wrestling it should be fun. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah I, I was struggling to <laughs> come up <laughs> I didn't want all of them to just be so-and-so wins a title, so a little bit different. <laughs>
0: I'll be honest, James, if you get five this year, something's happened that's <laughs> it's not right in the universe. <laughs> but I'd be here to see it. I've settled for four. Do you want a main event, Matt?
1: Osprey, Dragon, don't need to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you've got yours up, Ross, you go. Yeah, you shoot. Okay, so our first one is a prediction that Bailey wins the Rumble. Ooh. I just think she's gonna be returning soon enough. Bianca, yeah. I think, won last year to win it ag- yeah. again. I know the likes of Austin and Michael's done it in the past, but I think it's a bit cheap. And I don't think she's won it previously, Bailey. I don't think. No. Yeah, I think it's strong possibility. And then I think she'll probably go to SmackDown personally. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it, but I think that's a strong prediction, to be honest. I don't know. I was trying to think of other people that could potentially win that belt because I do think they're going to do Becky Bianca and I agree that I don't think Bianca will win it back to back. So, yeah. Yes, that's my prediction there. My other one is similar to what you just said. I think that Becky needs to be dethroned soon enough and it should be Bianca. The storyline from SummerSlam, the chase for Bianca. I think it actually made, sometimes people get so angry about booking and the way that people lose things. But actually, that's the story that gets you behind a wrestler. And as like horrible as it is sometimes to be like, oh, they're putting the rug under my, my wrestler. There's so many wrestlers throughout history where they've been booked in that way, whether it be Daniel Bryan or CM Punk in WWE. And then when they finally get the gold, it, it means more. So yeah, I think she's going to be one the one to dethrone Becky. May well be at WrestleMania. I'm all for that. I'd agree with that. I actually think that will happen as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think you make a good point about you know at at a time everyone's sort of kicking off about it and saying, Oh, it makes them look bad, whatever. But then as you say, if and I don't think they deliberately do this half the time. I don't (laughs) think the original Daniel Bryan one wasn't deliberate. But yeah, it does make the crowd get behind them a bit more. And as you say, people are struggling to get baby faces to to overwhelm the support of Becky. And I actually think that's, that's a bit harsh
0: ways. on WWE there, because I thought that the SummerSlam finish where Brian beat John Cena and then he got pedigreed and then Orton casting on him. I thought that was awesome.
1: No, no, I didn't mean that one. I meant the the fact that the original Brian S- S- swell came after the Sheamus eight seconds, which I don't think they planned on making it Brian what he was at that point.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah, fair.
1: The original Brian D push rather than the
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um the next one is RK Bro to split at WrestleMania. Bro. They're going for early in the year. Yeah. So I was watching those Ruthless Aggression series recently. And I don't know if you've seen them, but they were talking about moments at WrestleMania 20. Yeah. And they were saying, like, not many people remember the matches, but they remember Triss turning on Jericho and kissing Christian. Yeah and they remember Molly Holly having a head shaved and it got me thinking that like there's not many like WrestleMania moments that happen recently it's more it's, it's more been like good matches yeah aside from maybe the Alexa Bliss coming out of the box thing which was quite a cool moment yeah. um, and the Nakamura low blow on AJ Styles maybe yeah. too and i just think like an Orton turn on Riddle mid match or something would just be like a pretty momentous thing Especially because of how loved they are. Yeah. I think they'll split. I don't know when they're going to do it, but I think they'll split. So I could see that. Your logic makes sense with the uh, WrestleMania moment idea. So, yeah, I, you I think um, they're going to have, I hope they have a series with Owens and Rollins before that. <laughs> That's the
1: the four I want to see in tag. Do you think there's any chance that Riddle turns on Randy Orton? Nah.
0: I wouldn't do it that, like that personally, but who knows? That would be a massive swerve because everyone's
1: expecting it, aren't they, from, from Orton at some point. Yeah, and, like, and and Riddle's painted as this sort of doofus stoner, like, obviously, in Go In The Ring, but he's the sort of, oh, I look up, you know, he's sort of in love with Randy Orton, like, singing his theme song. I'd say, again, based on what I've seen, apologies if I'm incorrect, but I feel that's a reasonable account. Uh, and then he's like, if you know, he he obviously knows... He's a Randy Orton fan. He knows Randy Orton. He knows what Randy Orton does to his partners. Yeah. So before it happens to him, he does it to Randy Orton, and that sort of adds quite good depth to the character, I'd say.
0: Yeah, I guess it's almost like what um, Orton did to Wyatt.
1: Yeah, but it also would have a- a- elevate, a- alleviate the concerns that Orton would still get cheered anyway, as well, because he then he's the babyface. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Do you want my number?
0: <laughs> um, and then my last two are both AEW based I've been reading recently And it was quite rumoured That Jeff Hardy was going to become Willow in WWE And I then watched his Stone Cold podcast On the network this week And he was saying that he's got like ideas to pitch to Vince And he thinks that, that like they'll happen then obviously what happened happened and he's no longer with the company and he's now going to be joining a company which seemingly gives wrestlers a lot more creative freedom. And I think that he's going to be debuting as Willow in AEW where he can become potentially part of the sting universe, which will be quite interesting. because obviously there's the past history of those two with the TNA match that went down the drain and that ties into the way he left WWE. So I think it'd be quite interesting story-wise. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm up for anything that gives him some creative run at something. He, uh, his reactions before he left were massive. So this is the market for Jeff Hardy. So yeah, I'm up for seeing him, whether it's AEW or maybe, I can't think where else it would be if it's not AEW though. But
1: yeah. Has he signed with AEW, Russ? Is that what you're saying?
0: Or- no, no, he hasn't I signed. Just, but
1: Just, yeah, just somewhere you might expect him to show up.
0: Yeah, especially like, he's getting to an age now where Time is of the essence, a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Sting's in there quite, yes.
0: Um, <laughs> talking of Sting, Sting features in my last prediction. So, Sting's been a roaring success at, a- at AW, the complete opposite of what he was at WWE, to the point where. In Motty Man tag matches, you can hide his negatives, accentuate his positives.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is
0: Paul Heyman. Crowd love him. I think Sting wins gold in 2022. Wow. What gold are you thinking? Either the TNT or the tag with Derby. It's bold.
1: I think the tag is more likely. But yeah, I just think... As you say,
0: basically... He like he is loved, way and I I feel like it would be a bit like um you know like when Dusty was managing Gold Dust and Cody, yeah that sort of like lovely moment like it doesn't have to be a long run, but just that moment of like Sting's like
1: Sting's got gold. I I feel like there's a chance they could get the tag belts. I don't see him winning a singles belt just on based on the way way they way they sort of do things. I don't know. I think you've got to be able to carry a match to do that
0: Cody would love
1: that
0: though right yeah Cody would love that Cody v Sting pay-per-view for the TNT I could see that to be honest now you've put it into the universe (laughs) Ross so that's probably my boldest one but um, yeah something that I would like to see a little nod testing for being a a success rather than what it was in WWE which was a bit of a washout wasn't it let's be honest yeah if you were asking me whether I think it will happen, I'll say no but now that you've put it there, like there is a universe where Cody defends it against Sting. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm not gonna laugh at it the way I might have done.
1: So he lose to Sting though. Huh? Sorry, James. I didn't catch Will he you. lose to Sting though? I don't well, I don't know. I'm not I'm not saying Cody's ego wouldn't lose to Sting, like, Yeah. would they book that to happen? Who knows? We'll yeah, find I like, out. I like, I like it, though. Really. yeah. I like it being out there. Taylor definitely likes it. Refro Rob.
0: <laughs> so yeah those are my five and let's finish with main event matt yeah i've got five here I'm, I'm not particularly confident on them but they're not they're not wild either uh my first one is that pretty deadly come to nxt 2.0 oh because I want it to happen, because I love those boys. And um, they've dropped the straps now in the UK, right? Correct, yeah. They're actually a far better fit than GYV and t- the 2.0. This was my thing. Did mu- Muscle Cat
1: and the other bloke win the strap? Muscle Cat and Sam Grabber win the straps? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as an no. I think they <laughs> did not, no. <laughs> um, I-, I think they fit 2.0. Like
0: they're just, they're throwback, aren't they? Like they've got that pretty boy gimmick going on. Between them, uh, I'd love to see them in 2.0. I think they could do some great stuff some bananas vignettes. Some of them would be funny, some of them would be awful, but they can go in the ring as well. And I think they'd be a good addition. Do you know who I think they'd have a really fun feud with? Jacket time. Yeah, Boys. Oh, yes, yes, please. <laughs> so I'm, I'm putting <laughs> it out Jacket there.
1: So is that right? Yeah, yeah. Who's
0: he tagging with? Jiro. Okay. Another lad who loves a Jackie, I think.
1: <laughs> what, are those, what are those beard people called? Briggs and Brenton? Yeah, one of them's Bull Buchanan's son, right? Yes. Wow. Yeah. He, oh, amazing. <laughs> I
0: love, I love B2. And their gimmick is that they're the opposites, but they're not really, are they? No, yeah. They <laughs> both like country music and, um, and bar fights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah I hope Pretty Deadly go
1: over to 2.0 because I think they'd be a good addition that's a great show is is anyone going over much at the moment like I know Walter's going over this week isn't he like the
0: GYV have been there a minute now but there's not been many um Kaylee Ray
1: Ray. GYV and Kaylee Ray have been exclusively over there for a while haven't they about for quite a while now no uh, GYV have been there a while Kaylee Ray moved, moved quite recently I think it's longer than you think. You think? What, 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 what would you say about recent? I'd say at least like nine months or so. No,
0: nah, not not. Nine. I don't think
1: it's been that long. But it could have been. It might be one of them things where i misremember, But I thought it
0: was a little sooner than that. I'm going to go on cage match. Let's check. <laughs> but anyway, I hope to, I hope deadly go over and buck the trend. She debuted in August, late August. Probably
1: about yeah, we're probably, we're probably both wrong, I mean. <laughs> <Cut the
0: difference. laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone else, Ross, that you think, as you're a watcher of UK quite regularly, anyone else you think would be a good 2.0 fit? Out of interest. All of them? <laughs> They're yeah, all like of... <laughs> They could all probably do something, but is there anyone who feels a really good fit for it? Sha Samuels?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, Sha.
0: <laughs> super, super fun. Put him in the chase, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My second prediction is a bit... Um, there's not really a a yes or no to it. But I think this year's G1 is going to be a good one. And I know that's kind of a bit vague, but what I mean is I think (laughs) it's a bit brum But what I mean is I think it's going to be one of them where like, I know a lot of people have said Brian's coming over for it. I think there's going to be maybe a Mox coming back if he's in the right sort of place. I think it's going to be maybe if this Noah partnership, uh, Marafuji, he's in Noah, right? He's been in the G1 before. I think it's going to be one of them kind of loads. I think it's going to go back to the everyone's going to be interested when they announce the brackets, not kind of, oh, why is Tangaloa in it? Yes. I think <laughs> it's going to be a much more exciting and bold lineup and there's going to be a lot of dream matches scattered throughout it. Yeah, but like the only thing that could potentially hurt you there, I think, is COVID. Yes, yeah, that is my stumbling block. But I think they're going to pick some, with all the free agents knocking around and with the AW partnership, I'm very hopeful that they bring in, some class dudes for it what would be your dream I don't know if there's necessarily like a dream but I mean obviously I'd want Danielson over there like which is the one everyone wants right like just seeing him fight Ishii one night and then Yano the next night and then Osprey the next night like I mean there's just so many matches I still think Moxley's got some matches over there he was building one with Tanahashi wasn't he so that could happen over there I just think there's a lot of matches you could get out of those dudes. And I'm not even, like, there's not even a set of names, I would definitely say, because the lay of the land in AW could be very different. You could have Adam Cole going over there or something. But it is obviously taking him off AW TV for a month, isn't it? So, yeah, I'm just, I'm hopeful for it. And I haven't got a long list of names, but I think when the lineups for the G1 are announced, there's going to be buzz. That's, and this year it was flat when it got announced. Do you know what I think would be quite fun? Go on. If you had a whole episode of Dynamite, that's just a gauntlet match. A bit like when Raw had that like amazing one and the winner gets the spot. Yeah.
1: That'd be cool. That would be good. It'd be interesting to see how uh, AEW talent got booked in New Japan because it's like New Japan talent comes over and loses every match. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Danielson's going, oh no, he's just been beaten by (laughs) Yujiro. Danielson, no point.
0: So that's that like because i don't want to be too vague but i just think yeah like with no disrespect to people like yujiro and yoshihashi and Tangaloa, i don't think we're going to have that standard name in it i think it's going to be much higher yes i think that you're spot on there mate um okay my number three is very similar to the charlie evans one but i'm going to change the name to my boy kara appears for a major american promotion um I think he has the the all round package because even people who don't like him will admit he's just an entrance, but that implies that the entrance is worth seeing alone. Um, and I think that might be all he needs to go over there is just have this unique brand. And I think he was on his way before the pandemic, winning the WX Dub tournament. He's a big deal, really. Like if you look at the names that have won that in the past, uh, yeah. it's Carrot, right? So he was yeah. on a he was in good company winning that, beating. Um, some names along the way as well, right? Like, did he beat Mike Bailey and stuff? So I I think he'll get a chance on... I mean, I I can't pitch him somewhere specifically, but I think he will move over there and do something at some point that is of note.
1: So this would be my counter. Not as counter to that, Um, but this is why I'd say Dom's Charlie Evans one's more likely. And I I don't want this to come across in the wrong way. But Charlie Evans... I say both talented is more normal. Yeah, and like I think if you, if you're bringing Cara Noir in, you're not. Bringing, like you could bring Charlie Evans in, and she can lose a few matches and then build up from that sort of thing. For example, because I think if you bring Cara Noir in with the sort of special entrance, you've got to be getting behind him from the start. And I'm not yeah. saying someone won't do that because he's yeah, he's got the ability to do it. But that's why I think Dom's is slightly more likely. Because I think you could bring in Charlie Evans. Uh, you didn't have to bring him in as high a level, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I,
0: I wouldn't disagree either. And when I'm pitching this, I may be being again quite vague, but I think even if he becomes like a notable member of like PWG, bring him in a few times that year and he, he makes a name for himself. Because I don't even know if PWG are using, but like I can see him having like matches with like a Danhausen or something and them doing something very artistic.
1: Oh, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen says. Go buy the new, very nice, very evil T-shirt. Purchase it, or you guessed it, be cursed. See you later. take the out.
0: You know that sort of side yeah. of it as well. I think, I think he, if given the opportunity and if travel allows him, I think he can make a, a real impression on American wrestling. Do you think he wants to? I don't know if he wants to. I mean, yeah, I, I,
1: I know. He's, I, I, so I remember seeing something like quite like family based on his yeah true at one point, and, that, and that's the only. Th- the only reason I, I asked that question, it, there was no reason for you to know whether... No, no, <laughs> whether no, yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, like, I mean, I'd, I'd imagine it's like a water situation where you'd imagine, unless,
0: like, you say there's family ties or a specific reason, most wrestlers would want to go over there and become a success, right? So, yeah, I just presume that he would want the work if it's there, so, obviously, each their own, and he's still got business in progress, right, but I don't see him holding the belt in progress for the whole year, he's definitely going to have time in between chapters to go over and Express himself in a different market, and I just hope he gets the opportunity. And if he does get the opportunity, I think he'll be a success.
1: Yeah, no, I'd I'd, I'd agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to see him spread his wings, so to speak.
0: Yeah, a A a fantasy bookings of a fun one, also. Um, a potential Darby Allen car noir, like classical versus punk, would be quite fun. Yeah, and a lot of promos where nothing's said. Um, yeah, I, I think he, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to, you know, sign for AW and suddenly get a rocket on him, anything like that. I just think no, 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 he no. he was on his way to getting a lot more chatter about him in the American market before COVID. And I'm, I'm hoping he gets that momentum back, like you say, if he's willing to, to do it. Good challenge. Um, my fourth prediction is, I don't know if this is bold or obvious, so you guys tell me, I think Thunder Rosa, and Britt Baker will headline one of the four AEW pay-per-views this year. Ooh, nice. And I just think that is the big female storyline that they've they've got in their back pocket. They've proven they can go and have a great match, the main event at Dynamite. I think they'll want to pull the trigger and have a women's main event at some point. Now, it does seem ambitious because they haven't got the name value of some of the male stars, I'll admit. But I think I would more want it to happen maybe for a bit of progress in that company as well and, and making sure that they're, Really pushing their women's wrestling, so I'm gonna go for it that that is happens this year. Do you think that is that bold, or is it or is it gonna happen? I don't know. I think it's incredibly bold, personally.
1: Yeah, I think it's bold. I don't think it's unthinkable.
0: I just think that they only have four a year, right? Yeah. If it was a WWE pick, I'd say yeah, that that will probably happen because there's just more. Mm. That's the only reason that I think it won't happen. I just I just feel like. They build stories with money guys over a course of a year for only three of them to become a main event. To me, it was unlikely. But I love the thought that
1: they're capable of doing it because their match was amazing. But I think Britt Baker's in their money, like top money people. I know it, and it's it's I think it was I think it was the last time I came on when I was just getting back into the product and was asked well, maybe a couple of times ago, when I was asking you guys who the who the homegrown person was. To wrestle Britt Baker, and so if they can build someone up to that level, I don't think they'd have a problem putting Britt Baker in a main event. They basically put her in the four pillars now, have not they? Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. five pillars, whatever. So I think yeah, it's just right. getting someone, and it is the problem that you that you mentioned earlier with that they find and that WE find with Becky is can you get someone up to that level to make people buy that show. I'm just
0: thinking like Hangman might not drop the belt for a while. So his next couple of title matches on pay-per-view might not be stellar main event level matches and they could get away with the Brit Thunder. But the,
1: now I put it out loud,
0: I also do think it's incredibly bold. But I hope it happens.
1: Well, it's, and here's a question for you, Matt, based on that comment. I don't think they can get away with that on their pay-per-views. Like, look at the, the roster they've got. Who are they going to put up against Hangman who wouldn't be a massive draw no no i I mean like there
0: are certain matches that are like like this brian re the rematch with danielson feels like a big deal another match with omega would feel like a big deal and there are a bunch of other guys that would be a big deal adam cole blah 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 but i don't know if they're going to want to get to all of them right now so they might have a couple of like the like omega had christian right at the show of the year and i don't know if anyone really believed christian was going to win that or that it was the match they were most looking forward to and i think they could get away with having like someone who's as good as Christian and there's great name value, but like lower down on the card. I and mean, then they could have the women headline with a, still a very good title match, but not one of their
1: aces. Okay. They reset the rankings today or New Year's Day, don't they? Yeah, yeah
0: maybe.
1: Right. I feel like I heard them say the other day that they reset the rankings on each year. Quite possibly. I mean, I might, I might have misinterpreted. Obviously it's a bit fluid, but the amount of people they have got at the top of those rankings, you Danielson, Adam Cole, CM Punk, Punk. Punk I got Jungle Boy is high, and I guess like you could do a paid Jungle Boy, which wouldn't be as a current Jungle Boy. I hasten to add because he's still on his way up. Yeah, but wouldn't be as high as some of his other guys, like name wise. But I and I just feel, I mean, I know they did some with I want to say it was Jericho when they were doing those specials when Jericho was champion. They they weren't necessarily the pay per views. They did, like, Fire Fest and Fire in the Fallen, where it was called, and that sort of thing. But I I, I think their is too strong now to be giving those throwaways with, with the way they do the ranking system. I think they have to book it very cleverly to do it. And I'm sure they can.
0: Yeah. Like I say, I do think it's bold, but I'm, I'm going to try and will it to happen. And it'd be good for the company, I think. Good for the progress in the company. It. I think it's even bolder, the fact that you've actually named the match. Like, yeah, for yeah, you yeah. Say, for you to say... <laughs> Women will headline a paper. Baker headlines of year. No, I think that's the match. I can't. I couldn't think of another match in the year. I could have. I could have watered it down. And a year, a lot can happen in a year. Maybe by the end of the year, they'll have a, another female stars on that level. I do honestly believe, and maybe I'm in a bubble that the Thunder Rosa Brit Baker match, when it happens again, is money and it's the time that Brit will drop it. And I think the biggest way to make that a big deal is to put it as the main event. But we'll see. We'll see. I think um, potentially um, we're going to get a. Uh, a long Jade Cargill run with the title and then potentially a Britt Baker face turn on Jade which could potentially headline Mm. yeah it won't I won't get a point for it but it could happen (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and my final one is um, is one that you'll realise I'm just doing because I want it to happen I don't expect this to happen the return of Ryback feed
1: me more
0: Feed me more. And I'll even name that it'll happen. (laughs) He'll turn up in GCW, guys. He's going to come out. He's going to have a match with someone on that roster. I don't know the GCW roster, but it feels like something they would do. Ryback returns. Please, God, I would love it. I'm just like,
1: when was Ryback's last match? Probably
0: 2018 or something, I think. Maybe even longer.
1: The fact that I chatted in Ryback cage match and the first thing was a review. Ryback is Vince McMahon's wet dream of a wrestler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not just Vince, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it was yeah,
1: they, 2018 against 2018. Dylan Vostick at NEW Wrestling Under the Stars Tour, Bristol, Connecticut. Beat him three times in a row. Well, there you Obviously. go.
0: I think four years away, bring him back, feed him more, let's have him in a, a company. I'm going to name GCW just because they feel like they'll do it. they got Jarrett in at the weekend, right? So like... Ryback would get good heat there. Bring him in, get him back in the ring, please. Right. I don't expect it
1: to happen. I want it to happen. <laughs> I just look at it, Ryback's last few matches. Grado and Jack Jester are in there. <laughs> what a guy! What a guy! What, what's your opinion on on Jeff Jarrett winning the Progress title? That there's a lot of rumor about. <laughs> Is there? Have, you, have you not heard that? that, that um, Jeff Jarrett rocked up a tram here with these blokes. Like, he's done an appearance at Prenton Park or wherever they play now with these <laughs> boys who've just bought Progress. So there's oh. a lot of Jeff Jarrett will be Progress. I said, put that as one of my predictions. It would much. I mean, <laughs> I'd be up for seeing Jeff Jarrett in Progress. If Jeff Jarrett stands up at the ballroom.
0: Oh. That would be so good, wouldn't it? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Cara Noir has a two-year reign that's undone by slap nuts (laughs) yeah guitar shot to the me (laughs) oh good lord please well that brings the end i think of your predictions matt yeah yeah that's the five that's the five cool so lots of predictions there a lot of fun to be had hopefully if all of those come in specifically james's fifth choice (laughs) (laughs) with um that brum prediction james and this is this is a shoot, brother, brother. This, my friends, is a shoot. Yesterday, Brum sent me a wrestling ring that was being sold, so <laughs> he's obviously scouting around <laughs> to get back in the ring. And we had a conversation on how much wrestling rings cost. So maybe he is in training already.
1: And we—I don't know how many of you are at that um, Rev Pro show where Osprey wrestled. Uh, he will not be named, and uh, uh, he. Quillen got in the ring and the, the most likely liked um, sort of thing he was, said he was most like was Mizzy's dad, I think was the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when he started rolling out those punches. But
0: <laughs> I did send a tweet out asking for followers predictions. Yeah, and we'll just give it a yes or a no in terms of thinking it's happening. Yeah, OK, here we go. Easy E four hundred one says ROH will sell their library to to WWE.
1: I like it. It's a nice sort of prediction, yeah. Not a nice prediction, but yeah, I can see it.
0: (laughs) Jess FN ninety seven says Ronda Rousey beats Becky Lynch. I hadn't thought about Ronda Rousey coming back. I'd be up for it. I'd be up for that. I'm going to say no. No, from James.
1: But, But not. But like not because I think it's ridiculous. But I yeah she seems to get quite pissed off with the fans didn't she
0: she did yeah rob.ca says NXT 2.0 is cancelled <sighs> I could see it no I hope it doesn't
1: though no I, I think they got to give it a bit of time
0: KD Singh says John Moxley retires no just
1: because I want it to happen <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it could happen. Yeah, yeah. i all of these, all of these could happen to be fair. Like, I'm just sort of giving one more or the other. Um, I'm saying no.
0: that. Ragan31687 says Jonah Rock wins the Impact title. Yes. I could see that. Uh, Michael Zimmerman says uh, Jamie Hayter will betray Brit and have a match at
1: double one or nothing. You could yeah, see that. But I don't necessarily see it going that way around. Could go the other way around. I think I think with, if Brits gonna be a heel, then it, it'll be Jamie as the babyface. Keep booking Brit. I definitely think there's a split coming. They'll have a match somewhere down this year, but if they're gonna keep booking Brit as a heel, heel like her and her husband, are so good at being, um, <laughs> then I think it'll they, go the other way around and Jamie will be the. It'll be a turn on Jamie, but I could definitely see it happening each way either way. Or like you know, like when the someone turns on someone and. Everyone's happy for him to do it. One of those ones, me. The Batista, the Triple H. Time. Yeah, I guess is what that prediction is. So, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so I've just gone on for no reason, <laughs> <laughs> which is basically what I've done for two hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wicked Snazzy says Seth Rollins t- to become a free time champion. I'd like it. Yeah. He's done good work this year, Seth. Certainly has. He's got the drip. Yeah. Ant Bonfiglio says Malachi Black and Brody King to become AW Tag Champs. It's a stacked division,
1: but why not? I say it doesn't happen.
0: Drew Slogowski says the elite and the dark order have to put their differences aside in order to stab off stave off, sorry, and invading bullet club. Oh. Oh, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the bullet club away from everything now. <laughs> Done in it, put a fork in it. Who's in the bullet club now? Everyone. No, it's like there's the evil side and then there's the Jay White side, is it? I'm not even, I've not been watching enough to know. Yeah, they've got about 15 members. Got the likes of Chris Bay in it now, they? and half of them are Japanese. Yeah, Kenta. Show is showing it now. I think he is. Yeah, evil Gedo Jado Dick Togo. Dick Togo, <laughs> <laughs> god. It's
1: really scared sure. of this
0: lot. You, Jero. <laughs> <laughs> Team Taz will deal with this lot.
1: It, Red, Red Dragon will take his out go- on their own. Yeah,
0: there's no one. Evil and Jay White are the only two I can think of that are a threat.
1: Maybe the Gorillas.
0: <laughs> Craig Mosty has come up with a fun one. Vince McMahon and Tony Khan to, to have a match on Impact. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, that's, a that's a brilliant That's my favorite one.
0: Turd Ferguson says. A- why did not he
1: put his name in the call out, Chi? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I think we did in the past. Yeah, AEW <laughs> Dynamite drops below 500k. No, I don't, don't think so. They're going to a, to a bigger
1: network, right? I also couldn't really care less about the ratings, but they're going off <laughs> cable. I'm sure that's the same for everyone. I one. believe they're going off cable to regular, which would mean they have more. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know American TV stations that well, but I believe that's why they're going to the mothership because it's the non cable version. So they're going to like Channel 4 or something.
0: Next up, we've got Barack Lesnar, which is, uh, and his profile picture is just Barack Obama, photoshopped onto Brock Lesnar's body, which is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, he just says Cody jump ship. <laughs> I don't know which ship he's gone
1: on, but you know, yeah,
0: <laughs> that
1: sounds like a brum prediction to me.
0: Also, uh, also, no one predicted a Cody Hilton, right? Or is that just slapping
1: us in the face? Yeah, no, that he's, not, in he's, not, he's not telling, he told us.
0: <laughs> Dashi 41 has gone with loads. Let's pick out two. Uh, he's saying Wyndham joins all elite wrestling.
1: Is that uh, yeah? Harry Wyatt? yeah? Why not? No, I think it would have happened by now. <laughs> I don't see a place for him. He it doesn't, it doesn't fit for me. I don't know. He's no, a big up to definitely go, but I, I just don't. I don't want to see him. To be honest. But I think They're bring him awesome. in, <laughs> bring him in, and give him Dark Order till the end of the season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then he's gone for a bit of a weird one a popular legend. Sadly, passes.
1: <laughs> Fucking hell! I mean, he's probably right, but still. Any particular popular legend, or just, just, <laughs> just someone will die this year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, mate! You're better than that. <laughs> oh.
0: Um, His Grim Reaper gimmicks going well then. <laughs> Alan Brown <laughs> says that Goldberg will make a surprise return at the Rumble, win, and then main event against Reigns at, at WrestleMania. That's not wild. I don't think it, it should landed. be though. I don't think that it should landed. be wild. I think Goldberg might retire this year. was well, playing a Goldberg based prediction. <laughs> um, to me,
1: the fact that is wild is annoying. <laughs> Why yeah, come? it should be, should be. It
0: should be. <laughs> but the, but the Goldberg Reigns match they did want to do, and they still haven't got round to it, have they? So, next up, we've got Mitch Germain, who says that Casey and Caden will win the tag team titles in NXT. Yeah, I think that's not a bad shout at all. Yeah, yeah, they're quite a quite fun team as well. Chosen Taguchi says Veer will still be coming. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen that in a few people's predictions when I've been looking around in the internet, Sorry, what, what was that? It's um, a raw thing, right? Yeah. So we've been getting vineyards. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. For Veer to be coming forever. <laughs> he's, he's catching up to the Emelina record, apparently.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, one, like Emelina,
0: em, like. <laughs> uh, Emelina. went six months, yeah. didn't it? And I think this is getting close now. This is coming up
1: for five. Is it what they call Chosen to Gucci? Yes, well that's that's a wrestler. <laughs> I thought Chosen Teguchi was the Twitter user when you started. Yeah, that is the Twitter user. Okay. So who's he's the will still be coming? Is that their here. name as well? His
0: name's
1: He was one of Jinder's lads, right? Yeah. Nice. Move on. Jinder was one of the other runners up of the uh, Battle Royal, by the way, you didn't get <laughs>
0: <laughs> And then we've got Shiamo Mugagabe who says Hook to win the TNT Championship.
1: Yeah. I can see it. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. I'd prefer him to win the, F- the FTW. I think he's going to go on a Goldberg-esque run at this point. I know it's only two matches in, but he could go Goldberg-style and take it off Cody, right? I can
1: see that. You're assuming that Cody gets past Sting? <laughs> yeah, if
0: he gets <laughs> if he gets past Sting, then at the other end of the chain, 40
1: years his junior, he'll get Hook. Yeah, Louis, I think he's going to TNT Tiensky towards the end of the year, maybe like a full gear.
0: Louis says, "Sami Zayn will be the IC champion." Definitely, I think that'll happen soon. I think it's going to happen very soon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're finally getting Nakamura Zayn too. Oh, yes, that was
1: good. I feel like Nakamura probably not at the same level he, of his game that he was at that point, but yeah, he does have say. books.
0: <laughs> Sober wrestling have offered eight. So i just pick uh, Roman Reigns turns face. Yeah. Why not? Possibly. And it's AEW big... run MSG. Oh, that would be a
1: bold move by Tony Khan, wouldn't it? It's something you'd do, right? Well, um, I say New Japan ROH run MSG. Yeah. I think. Pretty sure I win. <laughs> 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 Pretty sure that you. Yeah, you did um, go. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. yeah. they yeah. should do. Because um they're gonna be run the clays now, aren't they? Let's finish off Twitter.
0: Daniel Landsman says Lib Morgan will debut in AEW. <laughs>
1: um no. I tend to suggest no, but as well. I mean, yeah, I'm not, it's not yeah, I don't I don't know. It's just um, um, Yeah, that is ridiculous, but i
0: lean no. Tyrone revisited. Says the pendulum swings back towards WWE, and I don't think AEW will be the only promotion that gets mowed down as, as a result. No, <laughs> I think, yeah, that's I wonder what I would have liked to have heard what the argument was for that, but yeah, no, I don't I, I think there's room for everyone. Yeah, and last one, let's say Jake Collinson 2022 is the year that we see a big AEW star depart for, w, for the WWE.
1: That was what I was going to put it down. I like it. I don't know who who's... do we think who do we think would be the I, name. I, I don't know their contract situation. I see MJF's got are two years left, so keeps telling us. Um, I don't know I, name. But I, 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 well, the only thing that stopped me from putting that is like, I feel like they're still so new. They're all pretty. All the big stars are pretty locked up. Yeah. Like, if, if, if like a big AW star to me would be someone like Kenny, Hangman, Bucks, Cody, uh, MJF's, and you can't see the ones who've just come over like you. Malachi Black and Punk and Danielson, they're not going to go
0: back. Yeah, the most likely is Jericho, isn't it?
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I couldn't see if that coming back. Yeah. I think, it, I think that would definitely, Jericho would count as a back. Yeah, yeah. A, but yeah it's going to happen. I think he, Jericho's the best shout. Yeah, because he's sort of done it. And I think he's sort of done, not all he's going to do in AEW, but hes I think his time at the top's done in AEW. Yeah. Yeah. Personally. I think he served a purpose and did a good job of of establishing that belt, but... It would be classic Jericho to just turn up at the Rumble when they leave again. Yeah. (laughs) I think he likes... I think, I don't know, this is a complete guess, but I think he quite likes working with... Yeah, and this is, again, just a complete guess based on the way he got treated in WCW. I think he probably quite likes working with the... and putting people over. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know, but that's just a complete guess his personality i don't know him at all but i think he quite enjoys being able to work with the younger talent and get the chance to sort of help them develop i don't know that's maybe a bit romantic in me i'm not a massive jericho fan but I people think- like dan lambert people like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, he's doing stuff with uh, like daniel garcia at the moment and that sort of thing
0: yeah yeah, yeah. cool so thanks <laughs> everyone on twitter who sent in their predictions. Um, I hope that you are happy with James and Matt's um, appraisal of your, of your picks.
1: I doubt anyone's ever happy with me. <laughs>
0: <I'm sorry. laughs> I mean, we've been chatting for two hours, so I've seen negative about
1: them. I'm sorry. Some of them were really good. <laughs> and I've drunk two bowls of wine since we started this. So,
0: And as we um, finish this drunken podcast, we've just got a real quick one-on-one Matt versus JCH. Matt's got the advantage of going second and not being
1: drunk. I know I'm also terrible at this. (laughs) Let's go. B-I-N-G-O and bingo was his name Oh. The only one I won was when it was just me and you, Ross. I know, yeah. Just me. (laughs) I pressed
0: the button. And we have got an absolute doozy. We've got Horace
1: Hogan versus May Young. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know who Horace Hogan is. He's
0: basically Hulk Hogan's family member, I think, who was in Bury's W
1: and like helped Hogan out a, a little bit in, like, 99. Can you talk a little bit about how Book of Bingo works? Will I just give a quick Wikipedia on him just so Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sure. A little bit back.
0: <laughs> so for people that haven't listened to Booker Bingo previously, Booker Bingo is a spreadsheet of over 700 wrestlers, old, current and future. And two wrestlers are picked up against each other. And we have to book a feud, highlighting the main kind of um, key points of, of the feud, where the match will be held, how the match will go, the winner of the feud and the overriding angle of the feud. So we're about to hear... From, from two wine deep, James, talk about Mae Young versus
1: Horace Hogan. I so say this is my introduction to Horace Hogan. And uh, what I do about Horace Hogan, born October 1965, still alive. Um, <laughs> interesting that stuff it's, uh, about when he was exiled in Siberia, I thought. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, yeah, I'm going to struggle because, I, yeah, I have no idea. He's, he's Hulk Hogan's nephew and the cousin of Nick and Brooke and Mike Awesome, apparently. <laughs> there you go. Right. <laughs> so, Mike Awesome's getting involved. <laughs> but I think Horace, he's just sort of there. It's so Hogan Knows Best on. It's 1998. When was that shown? 2001, 2002, we'll go with. Hogan Knows Best on. was following Hulk, the Hulkster, around. With uh you know his kids, Nick and Brooke and Linda. And um, you know, Horace is yeah, still hanging on, still trying to get a career off his off his uncle. He's never really been that good. May Young turns up. She likes a bit of young wrestler talent. We saw it with Mark Henry and Harvey Whippleman and all the rest. So they go out on a date. Horace Hogan and Mae Young. And she decides to take her out to the World. Championship darts final between Michael Smith and Peter Wright because Mae Young loves to darts. She's got that sort of elderly woman getting involved, loves a chant, loves a drink. Horace Hogan's not so fond of it. Mike Orson awesome turns up, puts him through a table. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't have much. I apologise. Again, it's another week where people are calling for Shafi to come and give Conley some <laughs> competition. <laughs> One oh, day I'm, they might give me one where I've heard of both the wrestlers. I've not been good at this for months. Well,
0: can you beat the uh, date night? Which is <laughs> interrupted by my gorgeous. I mean, it's, it's pretty good, so probably not. Um, okay, so mine's going to be along similar lines, because what do we know about Mae Young? Like James eloquently put, she likes the uns, she likes young meat. Um, but she's going through there's an interview segment she comes back to Raw for a bit of fun and there's an interview segment with her and she's bragging about all her conquests of the past she's saying she's been with everyone she's been with Papa Shango she's been with the Ultimate Warrior and she was with Hulk Hogan and this perks the interest of Horace Hogan he's fuming with that he's looking for any sort of relevancy he can find so he does what everyone did during the Attitude Era he attacks a woman. He beats the shit out of May Young. He absolutely wallops her around. And I'm gonna agree with James. Mike Orson, being Horace Hogan's cousin, is mad. So yes, he's going to come in <laughs> and power bomb her through a table because you can't <laughs> not have that as part of the story. And we're we'll getting the Bubba Ray vibes. He did it to May Young, so Mike yeah. Orson definitely can. Um, but May Young rallies herself. She comes back. She gets Mueller on board, and they return the favor. And then they go and beat the shit out of Horace Hogan. They embarrass him in front of the world. He loses to two pensioners. And Mae Young continues sleeping her way through that roster. And fair play to her. (laughs) I really enjoy the fact that Horace Hogan has offered nothing (laughs) in in both of your (laughs) scenarios. (laughs) (laughs) Other than being exiled in Siberia. (laughs) Do you know what? I think it's a draw this week. I think that both of you have been given lemons and you've made lemonade. And to start the year off, we're going to have a double champ. So congratulations both of you for coming up with those ideas and the fact that Mike Awesome is somehow part of Hulk Hogan's family.
1: Absolutely mental. Oh, I'm trying to work out if he's related to Hulk Hogan or if he's, if he's Horace Hogan's cousin. I'm just going to check on. Again, this is on Wikipedia, so take it with a pinch of salt. I'm just going to try and load up Mike Awesome's page. He's only Horace Hogan's cousin, he's not Hulk's. That's the other side. Also, he was once known as the Predator, Horace Hogan.
0: Of course he was. Not a good name. Not a great well, we name. For wrestler, it Craig, Craig <laughs> <Johnson>. <laughs> yeah, that one's so a, a little bit you on the nose. That pre- one. Pre- well, that was episode 37 of Wrestling Should Be Fun, the prediction episode. Thanks to James and Matt for coming on and discussing their own predictions, other people from Wrestling Should Be Fun. I'm from the wider world of the Wrestling Should Be Fun Twitter
1: universe. Have you got anything to plug, either of you? Not me. Uh, no, not really. Just, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, i plugged plug the uh, WSBF Instagram. It's pretty good. Uh, always makes me laugh. Uh, Dom does a fantastic job over there. Something about doing it for a play for your mum. And uh, let them know about it. <laughs> and obviously, I'd say, I'm say i assuming you're going to plug the Twitter on yourself, of course.
0: Yeah, um, if you're not already following us on, on Twitter, at WSPF Fun. Uh, I would
1: like to see the Venn diagram of people who are, A, listening to this, who don't follow us on Twitter or Instagram already, <laughs> and and who aren't from North Bergen. <laughs> you,
0: aren't, yeah. you aren't being forced to listen to it by the...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: North Bergen, for some reason. Yeah, um, and also just a quick shout-out to say that um, a few of us from Wrestling Street Fun will be at the... January chapter of Progress Wrestling, so if you're coming along to that, please say hello, and we're looking forward to meeting Editor Phil, who, who's got himself, I think it's second row, I think he's got. Ooh. Ooh. second row.
1: Yeah. Who is, who is going? You going, Comer? I haven't bought my ticket yet, I'm hoping to go. Yeah, I think so. I think yes, now hopefully. The, now the uh, Miami Dolphins ruined my day yesterday, I think I'm, uh, I'm now free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, looking forward to I going hope, to the draft to with you, mate. And I'm um, yeah, looking forward to it.
0: All right, guys. Well, enjoy Wrestle Kingdom,
1: enjoy New Year's Evil, and we'll speak next week all about it. And also, like, isn't um Wednesday night uh, Danielson page two? Well, is that you my weekend? You bet. That's the that's Wednesday, isn't it? It is. What
0: a time to be alive,
1: right? Yes. What, a yeah. what a week. What a week. What a week. The podcast next week is gonna be fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'm clash with the uh, four-way Kings of Pro Wrestling match between Kota Ibushi, Yano, Don Van Damme and Harry Sack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah, been so Wrestling
0: Should Be Fun, <laughs> and we'll see you soon. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun.